Right. Our email is open. Yeah, you know, hit us feel up. Free, feel free to reach. You don't You don't just have to be a fan of the podcast. You can actually re- reach out to us. Yeah, because I, I, we would love for you to reach out to us because at the moment, we're just kind of handing you this content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're we're- welcome. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 33. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. And I am putting on my eyeliner. (laughs) I've got MCR playing in the background. (laughs) It's that kind of cast, everybody. (laughs) We've prepped for this moment. (laughs) I've trained for this my whole life. I've trained 200 years for this moment. (laughs) 200 years! (laughs) Oh my gosh, welcome guys. Uh, as always at the top, we'll, we'll start with housekeeping. My voice is a bit shot. Work's been a bit a bit uh, much lately with the meeting, so, you know, pardon me if I come a, a little a little too raspy and, and sexual. And here, and here you are still just toughing it out to bring us that good, good Room Terror content. You know what? You know what? I got it. I got the housekeeping. I got the housekeeping. You got the housekeeping? All yeah. right. All right. So, I didn't write it correctly, so go ahead. All right. So, so um, obviously, we're going to keep it the same. You can listen to us everywhere. If mm-hmm. we miss somewhere, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at PodcastCore or at Gmail, which is PodcastCore, that's C-O-R, at gmail.com. And let us know where we, we've missed so that we can be there and call you a liar when you tell us that. <laughs> um, and we also uh, have a fun announcement mm-hmm. with this episode. Uh uh, so a little bit of a spoiler. We are going to be guesting onto one of the coolest podcasts out there, the Twin Sons Podcast. So if you guys follow the Twin Sons Podcast, please go ahead, keep an eye out for the episode that we're going to be on there. If you haven't, give them a listen. They go a lot more in-depth in with the card game than the lore, whereas we're nerds and we care about the story. So <laughs> it's going to be fun to catch up with uh, Josh. Well, um, it's it's just going to be Shane, I think. Yes. But, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll, we'll at least roast Josh behind his back. Yeah, our, our goal is to be liked so they invite us back and everybody else will be there. Yeah, so uh, this is why I got the housekeeping so that Ryan could do all the talking with the twin sons. <laughs> and if, oh, snap, see, I'm already I'm already messing up here. Already Perfect. knocking stuff over, all because of my voice. I'm going back to that. That's, that's I'm blaming that. <laughs> all right. But also, yeah, fo- follow them at Twitter if if you haven't. That's at the Twin Sons Pod, and that's S U N Z is how they spell sons. Everything else is normal. Yep. And tell a friend to numb the pain and listen to the Casuals of Room Terror podcast. That's so dark. I am not going to be able to look myself in the mirror for three days after reading your cheese. <laughs> it'll, listen, it'll, it'll make more sense and it won't be quite as dark and daunting once we get into the content <laughs> yeah, of so the if, show. So if anyone is listening to the housekeeping and all the jokes, it's getting a little edgy in here. And that's because of this week... We are talking about Aphelios. So before we dive into Aphelios, Ryan, tell me, what have you been playing? Uh, I've actually been playing a deck, which is Swim's Draven Riven Overwhelm. So the gist around this is he wanted to play around Flurry of Fist, which is a newer card, um, as a cheese spell, which allows you 
to give something quick attack and some boost. Uh, and if it already has quick attack, it gives it double attack, which is a great cheese spell. It's a three mana burst spell. We've talked about those in the past, and we'll talk about those in the cough, future. Cough. Look forward to our next like 0.5 episode <laughs> with these three mana burst spells. Go they on. just don't learn. They don't learn. Uh, but it's good fun. There's some gaps there. He worked on it for about like a day. Uh, and I haven't seen a stream where he went back to touch on it, but I just picked it up and kind of ran with it. And it's all right. I like, I like the concept. Uh, it's just a little light on creatures. Uh, so it creates some interesting game scenarios if you don't draw uh, what you need because you don't really have protection either for the creature. So it's it's a little loose, but it's, it is funny when it when it kills, it kills. Right. Oh, no. When it kills, it is hysterical. <laughs> like, I, I've loved watching the little bit that Swim has actually showed us with that. Yeah. I actually tried to mess around with it, but instead of Draven, I was doing Darius because mm. then I had the dream of getting double strike on a flip Darius. <laughs> just boom, 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm the guy this week of I didn't play as much as I probably should have. Yeah. Uh, been getting hyphy for other stuff happening in the video game world. So whenever it's you're not spending a lot of time in the card game, you want to make sure that you're doing it right. So I went back to <laughs> scouts. Uh, and always come crawling back. I, I, I always come crawling back. I will say it has been a little bit more interesting to play now with the misfortune nerf um which i mean honestly it's fair yeah i don't i as a scouts player i don't think it was needed but it was fair it as someone totally who's fair. biased <laughs> with, as someone who was directly affected by it <laughs> but yeah you know the little bit of time that i put into it i wanted to make sure that you know i got my wins where i could so gotta go yeah. to the scouts gotta and, respect it yeah so let's move on to the main topic and guess what mom it's not a phase <laughs> so we're we're gonna go in with our spell and a, this is a pretty given if you've gotten a chance to look at any of the affilio stuff or you have been keeping up with the new updates from runeterra um this we're gonna go with you know the two to three mana burst spell range it's a guaranteed <laughs> talk about on this show and that so the spell for this week is gonna be gifts from beyond that's a two mana burst spell Pick a moon weapon to create in hand. All right, so the moon weapons, this goes directly in line with Aphelios, both the card as well as his lore. Um, and honestly, we say it a lot, um, kind of jumping into the champion a little early, but Riot does a really good job of trying to translate how these ga these characters play from League of Legends over to Runeterra. Because Aphelios is a little bit of a crazy monster with his own special UI in League of Legends. Because he's got all these different guns that he has. And the moon weapons are the guns that he has. So <laughs> I think it's uh, six different moon weapons. So you've got Calibrum, uh, Severum, Gravitum, Infernum and crescendum okay so five yeah. go and ahead and go through them because we're going to talk about that i mean it's also a part of Aphelios's kit uh but we can knock it out now since there is a lot to his card yeah so all of the moon weapons that Aphelios creates and specifically the card the gifts from beyond will also create um they 
are two mana slow spells. So first will be Calibrum, and that is deal three damage to a follower. Specifically a follower, do not get burned like the first three games I played Aphelios <laughs> and tried to target Dravens with it. Those were sad. Um, all right, Severum uh, is given ally plus one, plus two, and lifesteal this round. Um, and each of these cards also have an effect of choosing two or an option between two different moon weapons that Aphelios creates next. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit more with his card. Um, Gravitum is going to be stun an enemy. If it's a follower, stun it again at the next round start. Um, I th This is probably like my favorite one of these. Uh, because of how flexible it is and that yes, whole stunning that stunning mechanic i'm going to talk about a little bit more later too um infernum given ally plus two plus one and overwhelm this round cough cough leeson and <laughs> and crescendum summon a two cost follower from your deck if it has nightfall activate it this is by far to me the coolest one of all of these it's such a niche effect it fits in so perfectly as far as like what you could tell the designers had in mind for what aphilios would be um so i do love that moon weapon um but back to gifts from beyond gifts from beyond is straight up burst speed pick one of those cards Mm -hmm. So at burst speed, you can go ahead and pick out if you need the stun, grab it. You need to gain a little bit of life, grab the life steal. Hey, I need another body on the board. Go ahead and get the crescendum. Like it's just two mana. Get the card you need in that moment and then play it that turn. Yeah. Um, but remember, the card you're creating is a slow spell. So you, you don't do it in combat unless you're trying to do some other playful things. But do it before combat so that you can play the spell. <laughs> <laughs> why why do you gotta keep calling out like the mistakes that i made on day one <laughs> were, was i streaming i don't think i've ever streamed in my life but you were there clearly <laughs> so yeah it's so gifts from beyond obviously the if you put this much text within one card that's flexibility it's gonna be good yeah, um yeah so i i really like this one and it's just fun to play with like this it, just gives you so much to play around with the cards just fun yeah. so uh, i i think this is really going to be like the main point that we hit with aphilios too is just how much fun it is yeah. the 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 other part is on the quotes from a loon uh they're very short which kind of fits in the story when we talk about how you know they're isolated they're kind of introverted um we'll get there but it, it's interesting to see that on every card you have a different quote from her that's very short and to the point. And I, I think it's also another thing that's um, that translates well from League of Legends too, because yes. uh, we'll get into it. But Aphelios is kind of like the Sona, <coughs> like there's no talking, so somebody's got to do all the talking. Mm -hmm. So they made sure to go ahead and get all the Alun quotes so that they could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but let's move on to our follower. And our follower uh, is a nice little bit of a, a you know, some more top-end for Nightfall. So we've got the Cloven Way, which already just sounds ballin'. Um, yeah. But it's a 5-mana five 5-4. Five 
with overwhelm and it has a nightfall stun an enemy if it's a follower stun it again at the next round start um so already just having an overwhelm card that could fit into a nightfall strategy which is a very unique aggro style but most Mm -hmm. of the time an aggressive style or board swarmy style so like if you give it anything with overwhelm or elusive it's something that you at least have to have in the back of your mind that you have an option to mm-hmm. um but the fact that like the nightfall on it is not only stunning an enemy but if it's a follower you stun it for two rounds uh that's that's really something that could definitely catch a lot of people off guard and i that's probably my favorite effect from the Aphelios cards is the whole stunning a follower twice, which mm-hmm. um, we've already gotten to see from uh, videos from like Mega Mogwai, where he's trying to use these Aphelios cards to pair up with Yasuo. Um, if there is ever a set that comes out that's got the word stun in it and Mogwai doesn't make a Yasuo <laughs> video, that's when you really have to be afraid. Because I swear, that man is just constantly just like, he's like stalking Riot, just trying to wait for the newest thing that he can pair with Yasuo. Um, but um, but I do think it is a really cool effect. Like it's, uh, And it's also a little bit more unique um, to... Uh, this set, or at least to the Philios release, because mm-hmm. there isn't anything else, maybe other than like Minotaur Reckoner, that does like multiple stunnings, mm-hmm. um, just kind of passively with the body. Um, and this one also has a really cool uh, flavor text on it that also is kind of connected with all the other followers that came out, which they all have a Lunari prayer on it. And we got to talk about that a lot with like our Diana episodes Mm -hmm. and our Leona episodes. If you haven't gotten to listen to those yet, give them a listen because that gives you a little bit more background with the Solari and the Lunari or the, you know, the sun religion, moon religion. Yeah. Um, And specifically all the followers that came out, they have a prayer with it. And this one has probably the coolest prayer. Like I could, I could hear this in my head and just have like an, like my perfectly envisioned anime, like battle going on behind (laughs) Um, mother moon. Our night is set. May we halt those who would harm us and teach them regret. It's just like, it, like it rhymes. It's got that nice cadence with it. I'm just like, yes, yes. All right. This is when I'm, I'm thinking about like these religious entities just battling it out. This is yeah. the kind of crap that I want. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because when, when you think about, you know, and go back and listen to our uh, Leona episode, if you guys have it uh, and Niana episode as well. But we, we talk about the Solari religion and how, you know, devout it is and oppressive it is. And it almost, it almost feels like the Lunari religion, from what we know from the older texts or the quotes that are given to us, um, they were more passive in general. But because of the oppression of the Solari religion to essentially make them disappear, they became radicalized. So they are now as radical as a Solari. So it's, you know, let's let's not say there's any real world consequences in, in, in <laughs> being taught here. 
but it is a cool dynamic in the storyline that shouldn't be ignored because it kind of shows you um, how you get from point A to point B uh, with the relationship between these two. And um, the last thing I want to say about the Cloven Way is um, it's another Targon card with Overwhelm. I, 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 everybody's messing around with like Overwhelm with Sejuani yeah. and um, like was pairing it with Noxus. I, I think that I think like if they keep putting out these cards in Targon with Overwhelm, maybe Targon's going to be the next pair that we see these Overwhelm decks playing around yeah. with. It's a, I, I, you know, this this is kind of more just brainstorming, but maybe, maybe. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Um, and so, one last honorable mention to uh, the buff that the messengers got. The finally dogs are getting more representation <laughs> in Legends of Runeterra. The as much as I've enjoyed the pursuit of perfection, <laughs> it's time for the good boys to rise up. <laughs> <laughs> so this takes us uh, to our main topic here. It's not a phase, mom. It's not. It can't be a phase if it's two hundred years. Uh, two hundred years. years. So oh. you know, a disclaimer from the League of Legends side: if you haven't seen the uh, YouTube, uh, I wouldn't say documentary, but the breakdown put together by the Score Esports, they did a great um, exp- explanation of Aphelios when he came out, why he was so dangerous, the before he came out, and the after effects. And it's a great watch because it's hilarious. And it, and it luckily doesn't transfer into the game because they just released the card balanced. And we'll explain why uh, that was smart on their part since they got a second shot at it. <laughs> um, but let's hop into the story for him real quick. <laughs> so Aphelios is one of a set of twins born during the lunar convergence. So this is a major, a major. Are you hearing that buzzing? Never mind. I think we're good. Huh? Sorry. Huh? <laughs> I was getting buzzing on my end. Am I going crazy? No, no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, he's born one of two twins uh, during the lunar convergence. And he's physically gifted and trained in combat, where conversely, his sister, Elune, is a strong magician of sorts, uh, which leads to her later being trained as a seer. Uh, the one thing they share is that they are both zealous when it comes to the, Lun- the Lunari beliefs. They're raised in the middle of it. Because being born at that moment in time puts a spotlight on them immediately, right? Or a moonlight, if you might. (laughs) 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 And that kind of shapes who they become. Um, This this is them being, you know, steeped in their religion. They're also raised with the knowledge of the Solari suppression uh, to understand their place in the grand scheme of things. And this kind of pushes Aphelios to train a lot harder due to those expectations. It's very hard on himself, uh, but this also leads to isolation, right? He doesn't really make friends, so his only friend becomes Aloon herself and vice versa for the both. Uh, and even then, they're both not talkative bunch. But at one point during their training, you have Aphelios being sent out on a ton of missions, while Alun is sent to do her training as a seer. This is the first time they really get separated for a long period of time, uh, not really having each other to lean on as they get older and get more experienced. So at this point, we focus on Aphelios, who becomes depressed. He becomes, you know, super sad. And in that time frame, he starts to become less devout and fall out of his uh, his faith a bit. So he decides to do what most college students do, 
uh, is go on a, <laughs> go on a <laughs> spiritual journey. I gotta go find myself. I need to. I need to know who I am. It's not a phase, mom. It's uh, so he goes on a spiritual strength journey, following the moonlight, and he comes across this poisonous flower that's popular called the noctum flower. And what happens is it creates this nectar when grind down that creates a numb feeling, right? It's it's like a uh, like anesthesia, right? So he breaks this down consumes it and that makes all the pain go away yeah uh, and first disclaimer uh we at the casuals of rune terror are not <laughs> encouraging you to go and grind up random plants <laughs> for consumption don't do that uh do not at, do that. At, at least discuss it with your doctor beforehand um <laughs> and then you know, like obviously this is also something that aphilius does because even though his faith is wavering he is still very devout to the lunari and it yes. is believed that the noctum flowers power will open your spirit up to yeah. the night's power or to the yeah. moon's power literal vision quest this is some burning man stuff yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so soon after he consumes this the maris omegnum ancient temple starts to phase into reality from the spirit realm for the first time in centuries right so Lunari from all around see this beacon of hope essentially in their religion, and they start to migrate towards it. Uh, the one thing about this is this temple only accepts one occupant, and this comes to be a loon. Uh, so she's drawn back to the temple, and she begins to descend into it. And at the moment she's descending into the temple, boom, Solari army attacks. And this kind of lines up where we talk about in, in the structure of the Solari, the children and, you know, the, the layman's are taught that basically they don't exist. If they do, it's heresy and not to worry too much about it, where the higher ups are always focused on the current going ons of Lunari, which is why they kind of operate in the shadows so they can't be seen. So this event is something that I'm sure the Solari have been preparing for just in case because they are the oppressive power. They're trying to maintain that that power so they don't want any, you know, trump card being played here. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, what a hot take. What a hot take. <laughs> so it's Lari army attacks. And on the verge of defeat, uh, she finally reaches the center of the mer of the temple and she merges with it and becomes one. This creates an insane celestial burst of power. And then her voice appears in Ophelios's numbed form, granting him celestial powers uh, at, at a touch here and it becomes this this thing where Solari the, the Solari don't stand a chance against this right because they're on they're about to win uh, but like any good anime uh, it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> the Solari was winning the battle and then all of a sudden the opening theme started playing overhead. Exactly. <laughs> went, what if you <laughs> if you've never seen Guilty Crown go go find. The, the uh, opening episode of Guilty Crown. There's a cut out there somewhere. It's the the show's not good. The music is though, so it works out. Wow. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so after this happens, uh, they win the battle. Uh, they protect the remaining people, push the forces back, and then Alun decides, okay, I'm going to plunge myself and this tower back into the spirit realm instead of hanging around and creating this, you know, attention beacon. 
uh, to the Lunari because they're not really ready for any type of confrontation. You know, at this point, they're really doing like spec ops type type stuff. So Ophelios and Elune have uh, they vow to become the protectors of the Lunari uh, through this concept of pain and sacrifice. And the trade off is that Elune will remain isolated while protecting her powers into Ophelios, who will remain drugged so that he feels no pain and is numb. So he is just a vessel for his sister's power uh, to be focused at their enemy. And Ophelios is officially turned into the embodiment of a Linkin Park song. <laughs> I have become so numb. I can feel you there. <laughs> Hang it there. Hang it there, Wait, wait, wait. Wait. (laughs) Wait. You were ready for this, weren't you? (laughs) Uh, Hey, hey, I gotta gotta keep you on your toes, you know? (laughs) That's good. Uh, So this is one step to rebalancing the power uh, between the two nations, and that's that's a big point in the story. Like I said, go back and listen to Leona and the Diana episode, because those are very important to the grand scheme of seeing how this all plays out. Um, right. We don't really know where in the timeline each one sits, but as we get more details, uh, we'll, we'll figure that stuff out. And when we start talking more about the story elements uh, in, in more detail, when we get to that, those episodes, let's talk about the card uh, because it's a lot. Just like the character. <laughs> 200, 200 years. years. <laughs> 200 years. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> This card has a book that comes with it, and so I'm going to try to read through this whole book. All right, so three mana, three, three. Uh, pretty average stat line. Uh, Aphelios has Nightfall. Pick a moon weapon to create in hand. Each round, the first time you play two other cards, create the phased moon weapon in hand if you don't already have one. All right, so the moon weapons, again, was that list that I read, the Calibrum, Severum, Gravidum, uh, Infernum, and Crescendum. Now, the phase part is the key word that is unique to Aphelios so far that has the that has the effect of picking one of two of the other moon weapons connected to it. So that's what the phase effect is on Aphelios. So Nightfall, you get the moon weapon, and then as long as Aphelios is on the board, you phase after getting after playing two cards. Now the level up on this one is you've cast four plus moon weapons. Uh, so Aphelios does not have to see it. He doesn't have to be on the board for all four. Um, and so that's a nice little a little bit of quality of buff. But he does have to be on the board to phase. So mm. it's a little it's a little weird, but I get it. Um, so his level up is he's a 4-4 with quick attack. All right. He still has the nightfall of picking a moon weapon. And then... He still also has the phasing at rounds, or if you've played the first time you play two other cards, but it, now he adds at round start as far as creating these moon weapons phased, and now all of your moon weapons cost one less. Mm-hmm. So the, after he flips, he's just it does feel like the late game Aphelios that you you see after 200 years um, <laughs> where it's just constantly switching, constant, just like 
popping off yeah. all these different weapons popping out and the fact that they get dropped down to one mana like it's uh it can get a little crazy like i i've i have barely even played and even i have gotten to see an aphelios player just like what when is my turn <laughs> when do i get to play you still have five mana when do i get to play <laughs> the you know we talked about the balance here and the part where they were smart <clears throat> was giving him a reasonable stat line for one uh but also making those two mana slow spells because i guarantee you in testing they tried burst they tried fast and then they listened to our podcast and they're like you know what <laughs> nah we'll make them slow Right. Because it gives you time to deal with him, to deal with any previous investment in him uh, and to try to keep up. Because if you if those were any other type spells, then they would take over the game. And you're talking about something happening from turn three. Then Dex would be focused about getting him out as fast as possible. And you start to create a problem. So they avoided that, uh, which is what they didn't avoid when they made the character in League of Legends. Uh, We just kind of went with it. (laughs) (laughs) They just went, yep, you know, roll it out. Yeah, roll it out. No, this is – like, Aphelios is definitely, like, really well kept in line because even – even before you get to really pay attention that it's slow spell – like, that it's slow speed, the natural – the reaction of anyone that's played a card game for a long time is – they you play this card they go hey can i read that real quick i oh oh i'm not even done with one paragraph and there's more i'm killing that (laughs) i'm killing yeah yeah, like that's the natural like reaction from any card player is like yeah huge target when you see all these texts so like if they you you yo players relinquish (laughs) relinquish Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it, it's you could definitely tell that they were they were ready with this one because yeah. if they weren't, it it would be exhausting because then it would just be nothing but Aphelios, Lee Sin, Dex, and then everyone else playing some variant of Shadow Isles X exactly. just to kill it on turn three every single time. <laughs> And luckily, we're not stuck there. We get to have fun with the, you know, flurry of fist decks. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Being, you know, and, and, and we always like to have fun. Like with the question that I usually have for Hetch at this point in the episode. Ah, oh, crap. I walked into that one. So, <laughs> so this question is, I, I think it's interesting. Of all the champions that are currently available in Legends of Runeterra, which one, story-wise... Would you give a twin and how would it fit into the story? So I'll give you some time to look at the list of champions to run through your memory. And I'll do mine, of course. And mine is Riven. So if you haven't listened to our Riven episode, check it out. Naturally, it's a good one. Uh, and it's kind of a traditional story element. So with Avilios and Aloon, it's it's rare that you have a twin story where both twins are get along and they work together and in the end they rely on each other right usually you have the twin either become evil or you know they're like the antithesis of their counterpart that's the route you usually go and that's kind of the route i'm going with riven so i don't have a name or anything but riven would have a twin because we know she was raised as an orphan that plays a little bit better uh so the twin would have stayed with the parents who are it or who are noxus residents most likely 
So we would have a twin raised in that environment directly without any counter viewpoint of these Ionian excursions that kind of let you know, oh, are we the baddies? And then you have the twin raised in that environment with some of the same gifts because um, Riven is said to have a talent and like strength and will. So you have that same those same kind of personality traits and then have them interact the moment she's brought back to prison. Either make the twin, a, you know, one of the acting generals once Darius takes over uh, or play around with that factor. Uh, and then you can you can have some 3D or, or some some depth there with the characters. Uh, and, and have some fun. So it's more traditional my route, but yeah, I think it would be a cool a cool aspect. Um, and you can even play with weapons where she could use her other hand or he could use his other hand for his weapon. His weapon can also be a room blade, like that kind of fun, generic, uh, cheesy stuff. I, I Yeah, like as far as thinking like the doing like the weapons bit with Riven, that would actually be pretty cool because the Blade yeah. of the Exile is just so iconic. Yeah. It's like if Riven had a twin, it would have to be something equally as iconic, right? Yep. Um, so my purely uh, by coincidence though. Purely <laughs> as is as is fate and destiny and those buzzwords. The cloud synergy. <laughs> oh my god, the buzzwords. Just gotta go down the checklist. Right. Um, my brain my brain went immediately to like the same idea as far as like yeah. having the twin be the antithesis of a character. Yeah. Um, but the character that my brain immediately jumped to is Soraka. So then, so then it would be like Soraka's twin, instead of breaking healing, would bring death and pestilence. Oh, shadow Isle. Um, okay. So I like I don't because obviously like if you're thinking like death and pestilence in the world of Terra, there is just nowhere like the Shadow Isles. Um, <laughs> and I so I don't know as far as like where that connection would be. Um, so yeah. then like my other idea was like to maybe keep it in Targon instead of it being like a being like a Shadow Isles-esque character uh, make it more like a kind of a similar backstory to like Aurelian Soul where it's like Soraka's twin is like com comes down from the cosmos and it's just like nope I'm the destroyer of worlds and I am here <laughs> to consume all of Terra and yeah. just consumes everything that yeah. shows appears around him or her yeah. so it, oh yeah you could you could also draw the comparison or not you can draw the connection between her twin and Aurelian soul have them have some deal or while he has the crown on where it's like hey you go first i'm gonna figure out this whole crown situation and then i'll come back come uh, back you up and then once he gets there it's like oh well you know i'm already kind of running things so, so you're now my pet Right? Like, to have uh, him go through essentially being chained up twice would be hilarious. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> uh, and then, like, you would also Just to piss him off that much. And then, like, if it, you know, like, he gets chained up, like, after that twin would come to Rune Terra, that would also yeah. kind of spark like a rivalry between the twin and Zoe too. Because yes. Zoe, yep. at that point, Zoe would be like, "Whoa, hands off my dog!" Yeah. Like, yo, no, no, I did not there. give you permission to pet. Yeah. So, Riot, our email is open. Yeah, you know, hit us feel up. Free, feel free to reach. You don't, you don't just have to be a fan of the podcast. You can actually re reach out to us. Yeah, because I, I, we would love for you to reach out to us because at the moment, we're just kind of handing you this content. Um, <laughs> but you're welcome. <laughs> but you're welcome. 
So, you know, as always, it's been a, a little bit of a long one because there's a lot here. There's a lot here. There's a lot in our other episodes. So definitely check them out because it'll give you that, that's the whole point of the episodes, right? To give you the big picture, these little chunks. So you start putting it together uh, because we're going to have more and more lore for you. They're not they're not slowing down. So neither are we. Right. That's right. We got to keep so, up. We got to keep so up. As, al- <laughs> as always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.